This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM playoffs and yeah game two between the lakers nuggets i told yeah 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 whatever here's the real <laughs> question is nikola Jokic going to get another triple double and is there value betting on him to get it at minus 125 hmm i mean it's it's tough all the projections are pretty much there i think his assist projection might be a little lower than 10 right now but i i think the guy can really get what he wants at this point um you know, the Lakers may have been able to slow him down a little bit at the end of the game, but, um, you know, this is a guy who's seen the kitchen sink thrown at him. The, the Nuggets are going to adjust. Uh, the biggest thing with, with Jokic is just how he can get people in foul trouble. And I like what they're doing is taking AD off of him and having him play the weak side and kind of change shots and, and be there as, as help defense. Um, but, like, I, I think he could, if they're going to match up Rui Hachimura on him, I think he can just chew through Rui Hachimura in, like, three fouls in the first quarter. Um, and then that kind of blows things up. And uh, the more, I mean, that, that assist total, like you said, uh, I think that's the key for that triple-double one because he's going to get his boards. He's going to get at least 10 points for sure. Um, but if that assist total, if they throw some bodies at him, you need guys like Eric Gordon to hit some shots. I think they're going to move him around and have him a little more active in this game. Seen in the total jumping up five full points. What, what, what are you expecting in game two in Denver? Are you expecting to uh, have a higher pace and that was a proper adjustment or – Hey, you know what? That that's probably a bit of an overreaction, and things are going to settle in throughout this series. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to kind of because if you look at the pace rating in the first half compared to the second half in this game, it was pretty frenetic at the start. It was like over. I think it was like 102 was the pace rating, and then it did drop down in the second half, especially when when the Lakers went a little bigger and kind of slowed things down. We're clearing the offensive glass a little better. Uh, I think we're going to see a slower pace. Uh, but you need to remember, both teams shot 55% from the floor last time out. They shot well from three-point range as well, too. Uh, and then there were a lot of easy buckets for the Nuggets, too, because they just crashed the offensive glass. And Jokic was getting whatever he wanted inside. Um, both of these teams kind of stake their claim in defense, especially the Lakers. So I do expect to see kind of more of a slower pace, what we saw in the second half, if the Lakers do roll out that, that lineup, that bigger lineup, and move Hachimura into the starting five. And um, and then I, I don't think we're going to see both teams shoot 55% from the floor as much as, as there's a ton of firepower on the floor between these two teams. Uh, I am kind of leaning under here. I don't have a bet on the under, but uh, I am leaning under just because I, I what we saw in the second half and then just regression for both those teams that shot so well. What are you expecting from the Lakers starting five? Because there's also this other storyline that D'Angelo Russell is going to be very upset if he has to come off the bench in this game and they don't want to upset him, but it seems weird that they would just, you know, cater.
sat through the D'Angelo Russell roller coaster and I bet on him and lost bets on him and stuff like that. But he's a guy that can absolutely be an X factor in this series, especially with the way that he can shoot from outside. But he's just not been consistent enough. Um, for me, I, I think LeBron James is going to be kind of the, the 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 tip of the spear for the Lakers tonight, as great as AD was in Game 1. I think LeBron was very passive in Game 1, as, at least in the first half, which we've seen from him the back half of his career. He kind of comes out like a boxer, throws a couple jabs, get a feel for what the defense is doing. I think he only shot two free throws in the first half, had 11 points. Then he had 15, nine free throws in the second half, picked it up. I think he realizes that he's going to have to come with this intensity right out of the gate because they can't afford to go down 0-2. So I like his over on points tonight at 25 and a half. I saw some projections as high with the ceiling of, of 28. My number was around 26 and a half. You can get the over 25 and a half minus 110 right now. I think there were some 24 and a half floating around, but most of the market consensus now at 25 and a half. And I think LeBron comes with it tonight. Any other prop bets uh, for this game that stand out to you? Yeah, I took Aaron Gordon over 13 and a half points. He has gone under, I think, at four or five straight games here, but he left a lot of points on the table. He finished with 12, uh, was just shy of 13 and a half, but he missed some free throws in that, that game. And then he was kind of stagnant. Like, they just kind of had him there. I think they're going to move him around tonight and, and really challenge the Lakers to, to you know, they're going to guard him or they're going to give him those open shots. And he's a guy that can hit that little jumper from the top of the key. So I like Gordon's over 13 and a half. His projections, uh, in some of those projections, there was more than a four-point gap in what we're seeing uh, in terms of a point total. I had him a little over uh, 16 points, which is still more than enough headroom to get over the 13 and a half. And, and at even money uh, and like plus 105 out there at some places, um, it has moved quite a bit since it opened. It was like the first bet that I made on this market uh, yesterday. Um, but he's, uh, it's still some, some great value there compared to his projections because he's just he's a guy that can put up you know, 15, 16 points. And I think tonight he's going to have a lot more space to operate because they're going to have to throw uh, double teams at Jokic. So I like that. And I like Jamal Murray to go over five and a half assists as well too. Um, his total kind of ranging five and a half to six and a half. Um, his projections were all north of six. So I, I do like the over five and a half, which was a little more pricey. It's like minus 145 out there. Uh, Jason, after losing game one, Boston still a heavy favorite for the series over Miami. It's yeah. minus 225. And down 01, they are co favorites with Denver to win the title. Are those fair prices? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm just, uh, it's different because Miami's just a different place than Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like, Philly, you just knew the collapse was coming. And with Miami, this is just a team that has teeth and claws and fights, and they're going to beat you in a bunch of different ways. We saw that in the second half last night. Um, I, I think the, the home court would definitely hold up between the Lakers and, and Denver. I'm not so sure about Boston because they just have that bad tendency. And I think I talked about this the last time I was on the show. Um, they were 10-point favorites 
against Atlanta, and that's whenever they're big favorites, they just have these opportunities where they fall on their face, and usually, like big favorites, will cover 60, 70, 80 percent of the time, and and the Celtics kind of win those games almost a 50-50 toss-up sometimes. So uh, the Celtics just have some bad habits of of not showing up second halves, and especially we saw that with Jason Tatum last night in the second half. He just didn't. It wasn't him. It wasn't that guy that wanted to shoot the basketball. Jimmy Butler played great on him, but Tatum has to shoot the ball more. What did he shoot, like, what, five shots or something in the second half? Three shots? It was, it was ridiculous. Six points, yeah. All from the free throw line, too. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't disappear like that, uh, especially in a game one where you want to set the tone for the series. Yeah, that was my question. Like, he's head-scratching. I mean, we pointed the finger at Harden and AD for, like, on mm-hmm. and off games, but, like, Tatum – should be in that conversation as well because he had that one game where he was a no-show in the first three quarters and then all of a sudden he turned it on. Remember that one? So, it, like, how do you yeah. rate him overall and are you just staying away from him props-wise? No, it, it's, it's – I, I will say there, there's probably some opportunity with his over in points uh, heading into game two. I mean, he didn't play bad necessarily – uh, but he only shot the ball 17 times. He only shot three threes. He was one for three from three-point range. And if you look at his numbers for the season and the playoffs, this is a guy that shoots the ball 25 times a game, almost 30 times a game. Boston needs him to be that guy to step up and shoot those shots, force the defense to play him. And, yeah, Jimmy Butler is, is a great two-way player, but, but Tatum has to rise above that. And still, that's the guy that you want shooting shots. Uh, you, you know, you don't want to lean on guys like like. Horford and Marcus Smart and, and White B.A. chucking from long range. And Joe Mazzula is a coach that uh, I'm not crazy about, but he's a guy that wants this team shooting threes in bulk, and I expect Tatum to be very aggressive from outside. I think it's his over three-pointers made is like three and a half for game two. His projections are kind of right on that, but I think he's going to be a lot more aggressive. He definitely has the green light. I like his under on assists at five and a half. Like I said, I expect him to be a little more aggressive. Missoula is going to want him to, to you know, really be at the center of that offense and not necessarily be a facilitator. Um, and his prop for this one, bouncing between four and a half and five and a half, there's only a few markets out there for that game too. Um, but uh, it, all of his projections fall below five. I have them just over four for mine. So I did bet uh, under um, under five and a half at minus 148. Like I said, there's a there's a four and a half out there. There's a five and a half out there. You can shop for the better number. But when it comes to those assist props, the margin is so slim because it's just, you know, it's either five or six. <laughs> and uh, I, I like his under five and a half. If you are betting this Heat Celtics series, it does seem like that for the most part, we all agree that Boston will win game two, maybe cover a massive number. Is it time then to back the Heat 1-1 going to Miami? Should we wait, if you believe that the Heat have some real value, to wait after Mm. game two, assuming the Celtics win, and then pounce on that series price? If if it goes 1-1, I will say heading into game two, we have seen teams do this. Milwaukee Bucks used to do this uh, during their playoff runs. Uh, They would be happy with the split and walk out of the arena. If they knew that they weren't going to win that that second game, they were like, okay, let's conserve energy, and they would kind of play half-assed in, game, in the, that, that game where they're going to split. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a giant series prices kind of guy. I'm just really game to game. Uh, I mean, you could, you could throw up because, like I said, Miami can win it a bunch of different ways. They were able to, to lock down Boston's best guy. 
Uh, Jimmy Butler, when he's playing at that level right now, he's the best player on the floor, which is something you don't necessarily see when you're playing the Boston Celtics. Generally, they have the number one and number two player on the floor between Tatum and Brown. So when you have Butler playing at that high level, and then I don't really expect Miami's offense to get all those points from all those different facets. Uh, I think it's still very much going to be Butler and Bam as your two anchors there. Um, last night, they, they had a ton of guys shooting, taking big shots and hitting that. I don't know if that's going to be there, especially on the road. So, um, like I said, not a giant series prices kind of guy, uh, more game to game. But, you know, Miami has a bunch of different ways to beat you. And, and like I said, when Butler's playing at this level right now and he's healthy, he's the best guy on the floor. And that's something Boston's not used to. Uh, Jason, when these uh, when these two series change venues, when we get to game number three, uh, how different is it going to be? Do you do you have in your mind uh, that, that you're definitely going to back the Lakers? I mean, they've been terrific, just as strong as Denver has been at home this year, and uh, and yeah. we we know it's it's playoff time and what Miami can do and coaching advantage, playoff Jimmy and the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, as far as the Lakers go, um, you know, they are a better three-point shooter. They're not a great three-point shooting team, but they are a little bit better at home, and that's definitely the X factor from them. Anytime that we've seen the Lakers actually shoot the ball good or well, uh, they've been a very, very tough team to stop. Their defense has been, if you look at their defensive rating between home and away, their defense has been just locked down at home. And then we have seen Denver's defense kind of lay a few eggs on the road as well, too. They went in those two games in Phoenix after going up 2-0, uh, and just were terrible on defense against the Suns, even though they knew exactly what was coming at them. And I think the Lakers have a lot more options in terms of what Phoenix threw at them. So the Denver does have those has those home and away splits, uh, much like the Lakers do. Um, as far as 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 Miami and Boston, I, I this is going to just if you you saw it last night, like the loose balls were there. Miami was getting to the 50-50 balls. They were diving on the floor. Guys were everywhere. I thought the referees actually kind of put the whistle in their pocket on some plays too. There were bodies flying all over the place. Um, we'll see how this game is going to be officiated, but I think this is I think it's just going to be a grinder of a series when it goes back to Miami as well too and the Heat will will kind of eat off that that uh, home crowd, but I think they like, you know, as we've seen with their ATS success on the road, they do like playing in, in, in enemy territory as well, too, and Butler brings that attitude where he embraces that role, right? He loves being the bad guy, so uh, I, I don't know if, there, if we're <laughs> going to see too much of a shift in home and away splits like we would with the Lakers and Denver in the East. Going back to Lakers and Denver, a prop that I uh, one of our guests brought up yesterday, Jokic over one and a half threes. You can find it at plus 152. He only went under that three times against the Suns and only two times against the Timberwolves. Does that intrigue you at all? Those three-point markets are really tough. And to tell you the truth, the one team that I play a lot of three-point markets with, it's Boston, because Boston will come out and have a quiet game from beyond the arc. And like I said, Mazzullo mm. loves shooting three-point. Like, he wants Costco-sized three-pointers. Like, give me that ball <laughs> all the time. And uh, that's the one time where I'll see, like, to, you know, I'll probably sprinkle a little something on Tatum over three-and-a-half three-pointers. Uh, I don't need, think Denver needs Jokic shooting three-pointers. You know, I don't think they, they need that. Maybe you get like a a three, at, you know, late in the shot clock or something like that. But I think they're going to keep him working around the rim. I don't think they're going to stretch him out that far. Um, yeah, maybe like a, a pick and a pop type thing. But I don't know. I'm, I, it's not something I'm jumping on right away. 
I know you're not a series prices kind of guy, but are you a conference finals MVP kind of guy? And if so, do you see any value beyond the favorites in Tatum for the Celtics and Jokic for the Nuggets? Are, is, is there, are there conference final MVPs? Yes, there are. And they're amazing. I had no idea that was something. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought less efficient than your finals it. MVP market. Is yeah. it new? Is this a new thing? Last uh, season, well, I believe. Yeah. So it's relatively new. I had no idea that this was a, a, a thing. Um, I mean, what's Jokic for a, a semifinal MVP has to be like minus 500 or something silly right now. Um, you know, it, you could take maybe a Jamal Murray. Maybe he gets hot. This is the guy that we've seen explode in the postseason uh, sort of thing. Uh, maybe he holds some value there, too, if you can come on and have a drop a couple 40 burgers on the Lakers. Um, and then, uh, I, you know, LeBron, I guess, would always be active as well, too. So, but uh, sure. yeah, I, I had no idea that was actually a thing. <laughs> well, I'm glad we taught you something. I, I feel like this I did my great. good job. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at so, those now. Maybe there's yeah. there something. <laughs> Happy to help out. Jason Logan, Senior Industry Analyst for Covers.com. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, let's be smarter about this. NBA narratives we're going to poke through right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.